When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. What a crazy busy week. Good one, but crazy busy. Just lots of stuff going on. And uh, lots of stuff to talk about, lots of calls to take, and just good crazy. I'm enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Today, I want to talk about, well, because of the questions, I'm going to start talking about financial advice. This seems to be an area that most people have a problem with. There is a lot of really bad financial advice being chosen out there in the world. And uh, a lot of it, and, and I think this, this, it may be even in most cases, a lot of it is because we tend to get financial advice from friends or family. Somebody you know from church or in a social group or your kid who just got licensed as an insurance agent or passed their Series 65 to be an investment advisor or passed a Series 7 to be a stockbroker. Uh, you know, they're with some insurance company or brokerage firm. And you feel this duty, this familial responsibility to do business with these people. And, of course, I know what you think. You think, well, you know, they, they, they've got professional training. And, you know, either somebody recommended them that you know, or they share my particular beliefs, or they're just so nice. But is that how you judge, how you should judge a business relationship? And think about it. All the financial crooks that have ever lived, I believe, all of them, were so nice, seemed so well-meaning, and came highly recommended because in, in the first part of their crooked career, they probably made people a lot of money. Now, I'm going to assume for a moment that people want to be basically honest. But the fact of the matter is, as one who's been there in my 20s, I was, despite the fact that I thought I was flippin' brilliant as does every 20-something, I was as naive as could possibly be. I believed that uh, the, that selling stuff with a commission was good for the client and good for me. Good for me, certainly. <laughs> it was always good for me. Uh, but I didn't realize how bad the investments really were because the firm said, hey, these are great. They're hot. They're wonderful. And the job was always about telling people about what's hot and wonderful. But... You have to remember, financial advisor, the, the term, means nothing. Nothing. It's totally meaningless. Has no legal definition. Can you trust them? Who knows? Maybe. Probably not completely. Uh, and that's why we say over and over again, 
if you can't do it on your own, and a lot of you can, and we're going to talk about some of that today, if you can't do it on your own, then you need to make sure you only deal with someone who is always acting as your fiduciary. That's somebody who is registered as an investment advisor, but, but is not a registered representative, does not have a relationship with a company that sells commission products, is not working with a broker-dealer to sell mutual funds and stocks and all the, the rest. It's just critical that they, that they be separate, that your investment custodian be somebody like a Charles Schwab or um, a, a discount brokerage firm of some sort, and you get a purely advisory relationship with a true fiduciary. And you need to ask, and then you probably need to get it in writing. And also, you can find a lot more about this. We've created a whole section to help you find a fiduciary at TalkingRealMoney.com slash help. TalkingRealMoney.com slash help. You can also call the show to talk about this, as many have. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. And here's our first call. Hi, my name is Este, and I uh, have our own business, and we've been saving with a financial planner advisor. Um, their fee is about 1.1% of our total assets of investing with them. They are nationwide, but they have local branches. Listen to your program about being a little leery of financial planners. Um, they, at first, when we joined them, they claimed to be fee for service. I mean, you pay for just um, consultation information. Uh, but then they also say, well, at the same time, if you want, you can invest through us. And they have a way of getting into institutional funds, mutual funds. And we do our our IRA with them. Uh, it's just looking at the cost, you know, it can be like uh, twelve to 15000 a year uh, when they take a percent. So it just seems like me. I'm not sure if that's high or not. Um, anyway, it's hoping I could get an answer from you folks. Thank you. Well, I don't say, I, I really don't mean for everybody to be leery. That sounds, okay, maybe I do. Maybe I do. You know, I do say, yeah, skeptical's good, cynical, maybe even a little bit better because there are just so many people who don't tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. 1.1%, that is a little high. I don't know how high because you didn't say how much money you had. If you have well over a million dollars, then that's starting to get into pretty darn high. If you have less than a million dollars, that's at the low end of high. The other thing, though, you need to consider, you're paying, and when I, I look, you're paying 12 to 15, that means you have more than a million dollars, so you're probably paying a little bit more than you should. should be closer to around 10 grand in advisory fees. But the other fee that gets you that you don't even see is the fee from the funds. And you need to make sure that the funds you are in are very low-fee funds. Now, they said they were institutional, but you need to check. It's trust, but yeah, verify. Make sure you're in funds that are index funds, that are broadly diversified, and that have super, super, super low fees. And um, 
And if you have a lot more than a million dollars, then you're probably paying a little too much. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. 855-935-TALK is our number. 855-935-8255. And now we're going to take a question that came in at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. Because you can send your questions in, too. You don't have to just type them. 855-935-TALK. The topic, Vanguard Target Retirement Funds in spite of the Total International Bond Index Fund. Hi, Tom and Don. I heard sometime back that you aren't big fans of the Vanguard Total International Bond Fund, VTABX. Since this fund makes up roughly one-third of the bond allocation in Vanguard's target retirement funds, do you view that as simply less than ideal, or are you so opposed to VTABX that you would advise against putting money in Vanguard's target date funds? It is the former, not the latter. It is simply less than ideal, and for only one reason. And I may be, there's a lot of interesting new, relatively new research on international bonds. One of my biggest concerns in the past, and this dates back many, many years, is the the currency risk that comes with owning international bonds. Now, you can hedge that away. But that costs money for those hedges. But the costs of doing all of these things have become so cheap. And the costs of these funds have gotten to be so cheap. And the competitiveness of the markets globally have gotten, stocks and bonds, gotten so competitive that the world has really changed rapidly in terms of international investing. So I, 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 don't, I wouldn't even say it's less than ideal anymore. I'm, I'm almost moving to the point where I don't really care. <laughs> I'd say fine. It's really unlikely to make a big downside difference. And there is some, a little bit of non-correlation between your assets. So that could be a good thing in keeping volatility low. So I would say I'm not worried about it. You shouldn't be. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number, or you can send in your question at Talking Real Money on the contact form, or you can do this. This is pretty cool, too. You can actually record your question at TalkingRealMoney.com, saving you making even a phone call. You can record it right there on your computer mic, and it's very effective if you have a, um, a good computer mic. So do it that way like this. Hello, uh my wife is interested to own some active managed ETFs in her taxable account. The first one is ARKK. The second one is ARKG. Can I have your opinions? Uh, is it a good idea? Uh, keep up with your good work and good podcast. Uh, thank you so much. Bye. Yesterday, we mentioned the ARK Innovation ETF, A-R-K-K. A-R-K-G is also another product from the same company, and that's their Genomic Revolution ATF. And I know why your wife wants to get into these actively managed ETFs, because they have, and please remember your tenses, Tenses are important in investing. They have been hot. 
Having been hot does not mean they will continue to be hot. When you look at some of the prices of the stocks in both of these portfolios, your jaw should drop because they're really expensive. These companies are going to have to make huge fortunes, not even small fortunes in the future, to justify their current price. I mean, really, is Tesla the company actually worth that much? No, it's probably not. You, but you got to let the market price things. It's a it's a relatively fair process, but markets do get ahead of themselves. That's not market timing. That's just being smart. If you own a diversified portfolio anyway, you own Tesla, but you wouldn't want to overweight Tesla right now, would you? Would you really? Would you right now, having seen what you've seen, want to own extra Tesla? or extra CRISPR technology. A lot of the excitement's already kind of built in, isn't it? No, I think two things. Owning actively managed funds or ETFs has proven to be a disaster, albeit there have been times when they've done incredibly well. But when they do well, is it because they're skilled or because they're lucky? All of the evidence points to the latter. They are generally, they generally end up looking back in the rearview mirror many years down the road to have looked lucky as opposed to prescient. So I would advise your wife against this. This is dangerous. Those funds are expensive. They're highly, 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 highly volatile. They're very small portfolios, which ups the risk of total loss for portions of the portfolio. The expense ratio is three quarters of 1% in both cases. That's just crazy. No, I would steer clear. Thanks for the question. All right, here's another written one at TalkingRealMoney.com. Roth IRA, VSMGX, or Three Fund Strategy. Hello, Tom and Don. I've enjoyed your show for years and follow your advice for investing and retirement planning. My risk quiz score is 57. Okay, that's good. That's in the high middle. As a partially retired educator, I am thankful to have a good pension. Here's my question. We used a Roth IRA to partially fund our two daughters' college education. It worked well and got them through college with minimal student loans. Well, good for you. We have about $23,000 left in the Roth, which we have in the Vanguard Life Strategy Moderate Growth Fund, VSMGX. This fund was rated one of the seven best mutual funds for retirement by U.S. News last fall. Well, let me start by saying, I pay no attention to those lists because they try to be forward-looking based on the rearview mirror. Now, I'll continue. Should I keep it or shift to the three Vanguard funds you recommend for basic investing? The part I wonder about, hey, this is it again, is the international bond component, 11.5% for the VSMGX. Otherwise, it appears similar to your three fund option. Thanks again for the financial education and entertainment. Yeah, it is partially total international bonds. It is partially total international stocks. It is heavily weighted in U.S. total stocks and uh, the U.S. total bond index. Again, diversification trumps most everything. And this is massively well diversified. And I could certainly see a cogent argument being made for having a few internationals in it. It is not a gigantic share of the portfolio. And man, do you have diversification. You have so much 
stuff in your portfolio. You have thousands and thousands of stocks and probably well over, probably tens of thousands of bonds. So you're good. Leave it alone. Let it ride. That's what I say. 855-935-TALK. Let's get another phone question done right now. Hey, guys. Uh, I got a uh, Edward Jones account with about uh, $50,000 in it. Uh, I'm 30 years old, and uh, I'm wondering if it makes sense for me to go out and invest on my own uh, or keep the Edward Jones account until retirement. Um, it's set up uh, pretty heavily for growth and uh, uh, pretty high risk. Um, so, yeah, I just want to know what uh, what your advice would be on that. Thank you. Bye. Oh, do it yourself. <laughs> just do it yourself. It's, it's well, a couple of things. One, and, and you've already paid all the stuff, so it's water under the bridge. You've paid a commission. I guarantee it. If you're in A shares, you paid a commission up front. If you're in C shares, you're paying it through ridiculously high fees every year. So you've paid the broker well. I would leave the broker with no qualms, no uh, no hard feelings. I I would go. I would just go to talkingrealmoney.com. I'm going to do it with you right here. We type in talkingrealmoney.com and we scroll, 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 scroll down the page. And right there, under popular show topics, there is a title, Three Funds at Three Groups. And there you have U.S. equities, international equities, and diversified U.S. bonds from Fidelity, from Schwab, and from Vanguard. Set up that three-fund portfolio. As you said, you're an aggressive investor, so you may not want to have any bonds. Just just go 50-50 between the U.S. equities and international equities. And then every year, see which, if if it's gone out of balance, like if the U.S. equities are now 55% and the internationals are 45, sell some of the U.S., buy some of the international. Done, 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 done. You will probably reduce your annual expenses by six to seven times. Most of the funds that Ed Jones is going to put you into have annual expense ratios on A shares of in the half to three quarters of 1% range. The funds we're looking at here are below a tenth of 1% generally. So uh, you could save a whole heck of a lot of money. A lot. Okay, I think we should call it a podcast for today. Yeah. Because let's see, we got yeah, we got a lot of questions in. We've got some left over for tomorrow's radio show if we're not filled with callers. Otherwise, we'll get some more of them in next week. And uh, I really appreciate you listening. Thank you. Oh, by the way, um, after a long hiatus, my fun podcast. Well, okay, this is fun too. My uh, my short story podcasts, both lit reading, L I T reading, and read a stories, which is for kids, have been updated. I I haven't updated them for about six months because there's just been so much going on. Uh, I updated, put up some new stories, and I'm going to get back in the in the uh, in the saddle on doing those regularly too. So those are just labors of love. Go check them out on your favorite podcast service. Lit reading, classic short stories, or read a story. Says in read a story to us. And if you want to get better prepared for retirement. Well, you need to go to Retire Meet. 
Retire Meet America 2021, our very first virtual retire meet. You know why. We still have a great lineup of guests. We have two terrific keynote speakers, both Paul Merriman and Dimensional Fund founder and chairman David Booth. And it's a many-hour thing. You can pop around to different classes. And the best part of all is that it's free. And we can handle a lot of people. Unlike the Seattle shows in the past where we were limited to 400 people, now we're not really. I think 3,000 is going to be our limit, so we'll be good. So go check it out and sign up right now at retiremeet.com, retiremeet.com. Please tell your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, not that you're a financial advisor, but to listen to this show instead of going to that bad financial advisor or before they do it. And also, if you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love reading them. We do. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Don McDonald. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?